You're listening to the Ask Coach Parry podcast. If you'd like to join thousands of other runners from around the world who are getting direct access to Coach Parry, his science-backed training plans that work, and a community of runners to motivate you and hold you accountable, then head over to coachparry.com forward slash ask. Welcome on to this edition of the Ask Coach Parry podcast. Uh, it's good to have you with us. We've got the coach, Lindsay Parry, with us. Lindsay, a great question today from David. I don't think I've ever seen this question pop up on the forums. Uh, David's a bit, bit of context for you. David says, I started on an uphill and watched my heart rate increase. I decided to try and reduce it through breathing. Uh, same easy pace, but deep, consistent breaths. Uh, I look at my watch and see my heart rate drop from 129 to 125 to 120 and once on level ground to below 115 and then 110 down to 104 and uh then as i marvel at the difference uh this new kind of breathing makes i trip and do the slow motion uh <laughs> head first and plow into the ground <laughs> we shouldn't laugh it's not funny he says never mind that i must say that breathing uh, that focusing on breathing also takes some work uh, and taking deep breaths is more difficult than having one's pace dictated uh on one on on one how on how one might breathe Jeez, i'm struggling today Lindsay, can you control is is it a good idea to try and control your heart rates by by breathing i mean i've done that too where you you almost hold your breath and your heart rate naturally drops. Is this something we should be trying while we, while we are running to keep our heart rate down? Yeah, so the holding of your breath is a totally dis- different mechanism to... See, the, people, the people the are going to think I'm a moron the incre- again. <laughs> the, incre- the increasing, essentially, the availability of, of oxygen. And, um, yeah, I mean, I can't remember the exact mechanism of the carbon dioxide and holding your breath, so, so we're not going to go there. But really what, what is happening with David is that increasing the depth of his breathing and slowing that breathing down slightly is both increasing the availability of oxygen in the lungs as well as, and this is the important part, giving just that fraction of time longer for the oxygen to actually move from the alveoli into the blood. And so if there's now more oxygen in the blood going to the muscles, the signal to the brain and therefore the heart is that we don't need to shift the blood quite as fast because we are meeting energy demand. So that's why it works. Very difficult to say whether... um, the extra focus on the breathing is better than the alternative, which is slowly over time to become more efficient and, and not to, to concentrate on, on the breathing. Um, but what I will say to that is I think it depends on if you can now run that little bit faster, meaning far less walk breaks, it's probably worth the focus on the breathing. Um, And that's the way that I'd look at it to make that decision. Incidentally, in the last two weeks, I've been reading a book called The Wim Hof Method. It's a a Dutch gentleman who, um, what's he known as, like the Iceman or something like that. He, He goes into the ice lakes in in winter and immerses himself and he can 
hold his breath for however long. But but that's really where I'm going is he does these breathing techniques and part of the Wim Hof method is these breathing techniques. And essentially what he has shown in research is a very similar um, outcome, but the breathing he does before the exercise starts. So he's got this routine of breathing in and out really, really deeply and then holding your breath for whatever amount of time and repeating this through cycles. And that has a very similar outcome to meaning that you're exercising heart rate because of that extra oxygen saturation um, means that you can run faster at a, at a, a slower heart rate. So that might also be a solution. Instead of really focusing on deep breathing while you are running, it might actually work to just do that before the exercise itself. Interesting question. Uh, great answer as well. Sounds like, a, sounds like a good book. Yeah, and it's amazing. Like you, you get these questions and then you're like, oh, look, I just read this book two weeks ago. How, how convenient. Yeah, the book sounds great. I don't, I'm not so sure about swimming in ice cold lakes. Like you, can, <laughs> you can keep that. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Ask Coach Barry podcast. We'll be back again in just a few days. Take care. Hey, it's Brad again. Before I go, did you know that most running training plans don't take your age into account? That's why most runners over the age of 50 are constantly running in some sort of pain or battling a niggling injury. That's why they always feel tired and fatigued, and it's also the reason why their endurance fades as they get older. It's the number one reason they seem to get slower and slower year after year, even though it feels like they're training harder than ever. If you'd like to discover a new way to train as you get older, then make sure you join us for our upcoming fast to be on 50 masterclass simply head over to coachparry.com forward slash 50 or click on the link in your podcast player now